It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. everyone welcome back to the team bear sports podcast this is the only podcast covering chicago sports and keeping you up to date on actual bear news we're your hosts jackson tim and kevin we are recording this on sunday i was out of town in michigan so i was a little busy couldn't record earlier in the week so we're doing it now uh how have you guys been over the past week uh great i mean don't you know Definitely don't expect any sort of uniform release dates out of us, you know, because we're we barely, uh, yeah, when we were college roommates, we barely could get dressed in the morning. So, um, definitely have had a good weekend. I know that I had a you know fun time with some sports this weekend with the the Conor McGregor fight last night and seeing uh, the Euros. We I know we were kind of mentioning that in our pre-show, but. The Euros, England losing to in penalty kicks, just wow. Just can't even imagine why you would give that to a 19-year-old to do. But, Jackson, how was your weekend? Oh, I'm hungover as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was out to like 1.30 last night. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was a good week. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really hungover. <laughs> uh, if, I won't it, lie. So if it's a short episode, you know why. We have uh, we got a man down. 30-year-old APM hangovers, man. Let's see dude, if they're, uh, they're not they're not fun. When people are like, "Oh, I don't get hangovers." I'm like, "Dude, you're like 24. Like, wait wait a couple years." Look hey, forward man. to seeing your Twitter tomorrow morning to see if you're still <laughs> hungover. See if you get the dreaded 2-day hangovers. Oh god, those are the worst. Those are just brutal. And so I'll be fine. I know my body. I'll be good tomorrow. To all those uh players who are opting out of the All-Star game, just know that Jackson's here, hungover, battling. Yeah, you know, podcast, I so. I drank about uh, seven Sam Adams last <laughs> night, and about four other Miller Lights and a couple whiskey cocktails. So I can do it. You can do it. Eating, having a Sam Adams is like basically having a full meal. So you had seven full meals or whatever you said. Oh my God, were they, like, were they log- it was, Boston it Lagers? Was, no, it was the hazy IPA. Oh. So it's it's really good. I do enjoy. You, you, you drink those. You drink those seven meals, and then you know you have about two of the. You're in two or three of those meals, and you're like, "Dang, man, I have. I feel like I haven't eaten in days." Even though you're like, "Jackson, you probably we just had pizza an hour ago." Those hazies, man, they make me hungry. Oof. Yeah, so, and then I had, and I decided to have like another four or five, you know, Miller Lights, and you know, one of our buddies brought out the uh the whiskey i'm like well i'll have a cocktail <laughs> sam adams are gonna come out with like meal replacement beers because they're so heavy i want to be the replace like i want to be the midwest version of my cousin from boston they're like i want to be like him but as like the midwest version just not with like a weird boston accent from but Chicago. still like but like still like a degenerate behavioral Person. So basically, you want to be someone who like is the South Side of Chicago, like Catholic school, high school guy who just never leaves and goes to those bars and. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like. 
Debbie you would fit in great down there. Definitely. You know, oh, yeah. the, the, those dudes where you just, you, you don't even know if they have a job, but they show up just with the huge bar tab, and you're just like, I, I don't know what this guy does for a living, but he's always here. <laughs> he yeah, I know. The, you have to sit in the exact same spot, order the exact same amount of drinks, and then, like, leave, arrive and leave at, like, close at the same time. Yeah, when the bartender like has a a cocktail or a beer ready for you at your oh, that's seat. when you know. That's when you know. It's definitely like cheers with Norm. Like, hey, I'm going to the cheers. we're going to the Mount Carmel game after the beer. After we finish our beers, let's go. Yeah, let's tailgate more in the parking lot. All right. Well, I was in Michigan, like I mentioned earlier. We went to Traverse City with my wife, my son, and uh, my sister and brother-in-law and nephew. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Had a lot of good food. Hit up the beach. It was Cherry Fest, Cherry Festival up there. If you'd ever heard about that, apparently Michigan goes wild for cherries. That's like their big thing. Do people slam Sam Adams up there and drink way too much? Uh, no, no. They just oh. decorate their porches like cherry themed, and like everything is cherry wine, cherry beer, cherry pie. Like everything is cherry. The actual crazy crazy thing is that they had like a we had a carnival there. We didn't end up going to that because carnivals are gross and nasty and unsafe. Uh, but at one of the one of the don't rides, want a whole bunch of don't want a, don't want a whole bunch of four fingered carnies touching your son. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no. When I was a kid, I, when I was a kid, I get motion sickness really bad, and I'd throw up. And I used to close down all the rides because I get so sick. On <laughs> Why did your mom keep giving you tickets to go on the rides? <laughs> I was I wasn't supposed to use the tickets for the ride. I was supposed to use it for like games, but I would go on the rides. And man, one time I got so sick and I had to be walked home. There's puke everywhere. It's like the scene of the Sandlot. Jackson, you had five elephant ears. Do you really want to go on the Tilt a Whirl? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, it was bad. It was, but it anyway, bad. so so we I didn't we didn't go there, but uh, on the ride home we were reading. I was reading a story about how. One of the rides, I don't know, it wasn't like a, a ride that we probably heard of, just some like random ride built out of Connects or whatever, or Legos. It was like rocking back and forth as, as people were on it, and people had to rush up and like hold the ride in place until it was Jesus done. Christ. Dude, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's the that's the, where we were at. I was like, no yeah. way. That, I saw that on the I saw that on Facebook, and, and people were just people were just holding it, and I was just like, are they really doing anything? Like, is I like be, like I was just half I was half I was expecting like, I gotta people to fly guys. up fly up on that thing like the Titanic. Just was <laughs> I'm pretty sure if that thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that 12 people, like, you know, leaning back, holding the ride, isn't really going to stop a five-ton sheet metal. Yeah. I got to admit, my favorite ride, the ones that I obviously did not hurl on, um, the Pharaoh one, the boat one, where it goes up and then it goes down, like that big pendulum one. Those are good. Those are good. That that was awesome. You got to be in the back. Yeah, oh, you got to be at the top. Yeah, because it feels like you're going to fall off. Yeah, okay. if you're in the middle, you're just a pussy. Yeah, exactly. Or 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 child, but you know, if you're, a, you know, a solo grown man or grown woman, you know, what no, are you doing? Like, yeah, my my dad and my uncle. Ladies, if you're going on a date to a carnival and the guy takes you to a, uh, a swinging ship and and he <laughs> sits you're down going, in the what, middle, what, what is middle row, dump them, leave them. It's like Ghost a pharaoh's them. pharaoh's fury or something. You know like that, that man will never be able to use a power tool in his life. <laughs> I think it's called like Pharaoh's Fury. I'm not 
mistaken. I don't I know. I mean, they're all. It's they're not all, like all... it's not. It's not all the same. Pharaoh's Fury that's going across. <laughs> no, no, every that's every right. single Six Flags, every single Disney, they every carnival ride, they're all called Pharaoh's Fury. That's how it should be. Even the tur- mom. How come they don't have? It's a small world at this <laughs> carnival. No, this is Pharaoh's Fury, baby. <laughs> And you know that uh, that farm themed a music park that we went to where everything was farm related. Yeah, they had a Ferris Fury there. This yeah, random it, Egyptian it, it, ride. Yeah. In the middle of it. <laughs> I think that's there's we're really you know reaching out to like Egyptian culture. Every ride now. Like, yeah, they they have they have a a, a trademark on all of those uh, <laughs> rides. But uh, you know another thing that happened on um, my vacation real quick before uh, we get into the, the sports talk is I got stung by a bee. I haven't gotten stung by a bee since one of the one of uh, is actually at a uh, what was it the guys day at your place, Jackson. I got stung by the by a bee in my foot. This time I got stung by a bee in my side, and it's like welted up the size of like a no like shit two silver dollars. Yeah, I what? got stung. What were you doing st- to anger the bee? Uh, I was playing in the sand with my nephew, and I got stung by a bee, and he was kicking at him. Yeah. I don't know. I was just really pissing off the bee or something, or he. I was fucking up with fucking his sand up or something. I don't know. Maybe I stepped on his wife. I have no idea. But I. Yeah. You know, there's got, like there's tarantula stung. hawks here, and those scare the heck out of me. You know what tarantula hawks are? No, that does not sound like. They're they're like giant black bees, like wasps, and like if they're like the cool, like they're cool in the sense of they don't like they don't sting anybody, like you like. I was I was out playing disc golf and I hit one like with my hand like without even knowing it and it was fine it was cool it just like kept flying off and like I was playing with somebody he's like dude that was a tarantula hawk dude man you came that's close because they they don't they they don't get mad at a lot of things but if they sting you the you, the only thing that you can do the 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 recommendation is if they sting you you just lay on the ground and start screaming because it's the most intense pain for like five minutes and then it just goes away but it's like it's like really 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 bad pain that sounds awful that sounds yeah horrible i I think i saw a guy like some random youtube like wilderness man like he takes all these bugs and like makes them sting him oh yeah he did that he did yeah yeah, i think he had a show on the history channel like why is this person getting a show on the history channel but yeah I mean, if he really, really wants to step up his game, he's got to lock himself in with a bear in a yeah. cage and really think he it comes out, out alive. Yeah, he's got to go Jackie Moon Definitely style. Google those tarantula hawks. Like, I, I remember when I saw it, I, I had to watch uh, Alien again because they were, like, the inspiration for that because that's what they do with tarantulas. They put their baby in the tarantula. The tarantula oh, stays alive, and then the baby just pops out of there. That's disgusting. It's very disgusting. There's When I was in Iowa for seven months... Um, they have like those blue jackets everywhere just, and they're, those are mean. And I'm like, the hockey players. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They, they, they go up there, they'll check you and you know, they're always in the penalty box, (laughs) but they're in like swarms now are like the tarantula hawks or the tarantula hornets are like, they just like one or they, they they're just one, they're chilling. But yeah, like for the most part, a lot of it is just like. You could pretty much slap one upside and it won't really stink. Like they just like don't care. Like I got, I got a lot of times people like if they only ago. get stung by them, it's like they sat on them or something. Where like they like the stinger went on them. I mean, it's very rare to get stung by them. But if you do, got, yeah, good luck. I got stung about two years ago. Um, 
walked out on my deck on my apartment, like cracked a beer. I'm like, man, this is a really nice day. That stung right in the leg. Well, thinking, speaking of things that sting or could sting, segue, is we're going to talk about the recent Chicago Bears players that were released, and we're going to kind of pick one player that we think could make the organization look smart for releasing them or not signing them, and which one of these players that we released is going to make us look stupid. So one of them is going to sting and kind of bite us in the ass, and hopefully one of them is going to make us – hopefully they all make us look smart and we didn't sign any, but um, – Man, gonna, are you <laughs> – are you holding tours on uh, <laughs> on Lakeshore Drive? Because dang, that was a segue right there. Oh man, I got a name tag on and everything. I just <laughs> got a got a scripted speech and all that. I'm gonna point to different uh, buildings and man, I've just been on my game. Like, what can I say? Well, we did actually go to Link Park Zoo over the weekend. Speaking of tours and all that, and we got to see a polar bear. And just as a reminder, if you kind of you know are sleeping on bears and you haven't seen one in a while, haven't been to the zoo. They're huge. There's no shot. We also went to go see the gorillas. I think I Snapchatted you guys the picture of the gorillas eating lettuce. No shot a bear is losing to a gorilla after seeing that in action again. So, no way. Not not happening. Guy's getting forced feet lettuce. What, are you, what am I supposed to be afraid of? Yeah, the bear, was, the bear was pacing back and forth in front of the glass, just like looking to eat one of our heads. While the gorilla was just like picking his butt, eating a head of lettuce on top, on like a, <laughs> I mean, a not a playground. bad life, not a bad I mean, life. I, I wouldn't mind that, but I mean, if you're talking, you know, one-on-one to the death, bears obviously got it. Just, just a reminder for everyone listening, bears every day of the week over a gorilla. Um, but I'm just gonna quickly uh, going back, segueing back into things that are gonna sting. Uh, I'm gonna quickly list off those players that the bears uh, released or didn't sign. Uh, that would be Mitchell Trubisky. Buster Screen, Bobby Massey, Kyle Fuller, Brent Urban, Rashad Coward, Barcavius Mingo, that's an awesome name, Lamar Miller, Roy Robertson-Harris, Cordero Patterson, Charles Leno, and Eddie Pinheiro. So, uh, Tim, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it to you. Who is, we're going to start out with players that are going to make the organization look smart for releasing. So who do you have as a player I mean, uh, I could cheat on this and say Barcavius Mingo just because it came out in the news because he went to Atlanta and he just got he's under, you know, investigation for, you know, pedophilia, dealing kids or something. So that's a cheating answer right there. So thank God we got rid of him, even though he has a cool name that sounds like one of the uh, Key and Peele skits names. I, you know, <laughs> he that, truly that, does. that would be the the answer for this. But that's that. You know, we already know the answer to that. So, the release player that we that I think will make us look stupid um, will probably be uh, Roy Robertson Harris because um, he's just on a one year, three million dollar deal to Jacksonville, and. I think he was a good piece for our D-line just to come in. And it seems like the Bears always have these guys that come in on the D-line. And, you know, whoever's, whoever was substituting for Leonard Floyd and now Robert Quinn on the other side seems to be have a you know way better, you know, time than the starter that we have in that position. But then, you know, we got some good um, – we get some good things out of Nichols. We get some good things out of Roberts and Harris. I think for one year, three mil, I think that – uh, he's going to be a good piece because I just don't know where Eddie Goldman's going to be. I know he's been working out great, but like, I just don't know. I I, I think that that's, we're going to kind of 
seem a little stupid for letting that go. But obviously that might, you know, be part of the cap that I'm not, you know, really thinking about. But what about you, Kev? Yeah, so so for my player that I think is going to make the Bears look smart for releasing, um, I have Charles Leno. Um, I think that so he went to the Washington football team if uh, anyone doesn't know that. But uh, so he went to the Washington football team. I think that he's going to look really bad as a left tackle there, like just like he's looked pretty bad for the, the Bears. Uh, the first thing that I kind of put down as my note is that he has Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback for the uh, Washington football team. And all of those players or D linemen that Leno is inevitably going to let go by, he's not going to have Trubisky like speed or, you know, elusiveness to kind of escape and kind of make up for, you know, sacks that might've happened. So I think there's could be a lot of sacks coming their way in Washington uh, just because Fitzpatrick is old. He's not mobile. And with Leno not being a great, you know, left tackle, in my opinion, I think that there's, he's going to let up a lot of sacks there could possibly do that. Um, the other thing I looked up, I looked up cause I was pretty certain that uh, Leno was a, you know, penalty machine with the bears over these past couple of years. And he was actually top three in penalties for the bears in the past four seasons. So he was and, like, and the one thing I don't like about those stats is like, they don't, I wish they could account like how big of a game changer the penalty was. Like, you know, if it was like a third and five and you do a holding call, like, you know, I'd like just to like, again, obviously I don't want to give a, give a team an automatic first down or whatever, but like to do it on like a third down, like when it's such a crucial stop at a part of a game, I think always gets left, left behind. And that's only if you're watching games, do you really get to see that? Yeah, you know, like I, it, it broke down like which ones they were, like if it was holding or you know whatever it was, a chop block. But yeah, he in two of the two of the four seasons he was first on the team in uh, penalties. One of the seasons he was second, and the other, the other he was third. So in those four seasons he was uh, top four in all of or top three in all of them. So he was definitely uh, probably going to be another penalty machine for the Washington football team. Uh, which could also make the Bears look smart for releasing him. Um, and I actually have a prediction that Leno will not be the starting left tackle for the football team at the end of the season, um, not based off injury, just based off of his play. So I just think that Leno is not – he's not the guy. He was given the opportunity to be the guy in Chicago, um, and he just has not proven that he could be, you know – Him and Bobby Massey, just bad signings. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then he signed actually – let me pull up – four years, $37 million. Uh, oh, that was his previous contract. Excuse me. One year, five million. So especially with the uh, Redskins only giving him that one year deal, I think they'll be quick to pull the plug if they need to, especially if he's given up sacks and penalties like he has been in the past. Now, the, the player that I have uh, that I think is going to make the Bears look stupid, and I, I actually wrote down uh, Roy Robertson Harris uh, originally, and then I got rid of him just because you know, I thought that, you know, I looked at his stats and he was good. He was kind of like the one of those players that kind of did everything right, but maybe didn't really fill up the stat sheet, uh, in my opinion, from watching him play. Now um, that I'm looking at it, too, I didn't look at I'm looking at the wrong column. I saw that his, his new contract is three for 23. That's a little loud. I can see why I absolutely let go of him for sure. Um, but I still think that that D tackle position is going to be huge get, when, once we get rid of Hicks and all that. 
Yeah, and Go we ahead. don't know what with Goldman, what the hell's going on. Like he's look, he's back in training. Is he going to be ready? Who knows? Um, he's he's but, benching. He's not benching. He's he's yeah, eating chips. He's yeah, back he's in the facility. Be, What's going on? Is he Eddie Lacy? Is he going to come back looking like a Greek god? We don't know. But I think with Roy Robertson Harris to go back to to your pick, um, is that I think if he's given um, a lot of opportunity, because I know he was rotated in with the Bears, he, you know maybe that could be one of those things where it's like he just never had the reps in order to be that player that he, you know, we all thought he could. Um, but anyway, going back to my pick, I think that letting go of Cordero Patterson uh, could be, you know, not a Smart move for the Bears just because he signed for Atlanta for one year, $3 million. Uh, so, like, it's not like he was going to break the bank if we re-signed him. Uh, just the thing that um, I wrote down in my notes for why it would be a dumb idea is because, you know, Tariq Cohen makes me nervous as a return man. I think that we're losing a really elite or really, really good return man in Cordero Patterson, because a lot of times when he gets the return, he, you know, makes a cut and then goes where with, with a lot of times seeing Cohen return, he likes to go side to side, try and make the big play, go back five yards. Where the Bears, like special teams, getting yards off of it is like been a cheat code of ours that we needed because it just overcompensates for, you know, our ineptitude and offense. And absolutely, like if Treat Cohen is not, you know, it gets hurt. Like, we're screwed because when we didn't have Cordell Patterson, like when he was kind of banged up, and obviously we didn't have Tariq Cohen a little bit, dude, the, the people that we had for punt returns was terrible. I mean, what they tried Anthony Miller for a little bit, and that, like, Taylor Gabriel. I mean, like, we could never get anything going. For sure. And, like, it, it just is, I don't know. It's like, if you're going to let him walk and you're, the other team's going to sign him for that little, like, you better have someone ready to replace him. And I, I know that uh, Newsom seems like he was going to be that guy, but he got hurt with his collarbone. So I'm not, you know, necessarily sure what to expect from him. If he's going to be kind of like, you know, shying away from contact or what, what his recovery is going to look like. And as I mentioned before with Cohen, I don't know, like, it, and he's coming back from an injury as well, where I don't know, is he going to be as explosive? Like, you know, with a guy that purely relies on their athletic ability like that, you know, it just makes me nervous them coming back. Um, you know, to the playing field, especially playing on Soldier Field with, you know, with how crappy of a, a field it is. I don't know. I just think that it could bite us in the ass with not re-signing Cordell Patterson. And not only in the return game, but if we have competent quarterback play and we have, you know, we're able to run the ball efficiently, we don't need to have those little gadget plays with him. He could be, you know, utilizing the offense for those two or three plays, um, you know, as a running back or and maybe Khalil Herbert, the new kid we got can be involved in it. Damien Williams. I mean, it's sure not going to be Ryan. Nall. I'll tell you that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> is he still on the team? <laughs> I, 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 I sure hope I don't see him, but I mean, he better have gained 150 pounds and is playing lineman because that guy he's, oh, he is brutal. And you never um, know. Maybe they were trying to, you know, get Daz Newsom involved in the special teams as well. If he was a nice little speedy guy, but obviously not with the collarbone. I don't think that you should be doing punts if you got that. But who knows? I agree with you, though. So that's that's where to go. Um, we, yeah. So 
Jackson we're we're missing out on currently. He's got he technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was just a little too hungover. <laughs> just or passed on the keyboard. I don't know. I'll sleep. For the podcast. Uh, but we we might ask his his take in a little bit if he gets back with us. But right now, um, we can move on to some baseball just because, you know, we got some light time in, in football and baseball is getting, you know, right into that MLB all-star game. Um, but right before that all-star game goes on, I mean, I know the Cubs need a much-deserved break because the sky is falling for the Cubs. Can't hit, can't pitch. Can't do anything. Look terrible. Uh, best part of my day today was seeing that 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 we we got postponed because I was like, oh God, we need a break. Yeah, I had like you know I haven't just because I don't have uh, marquee network and I don't I, I'm gonna s- stream a baseball game if I don't watch it's gonna be a Sox game or someone that I have maybe on fantasy baseball so I'm not really watching too many Cubs games but I do watch you know keep up on the scores and you know see the headlines but I saw. Contreras made a, a comment about the, the players' efforts recently, about how it's, you know, their their will to work and it's the, their efforts not, you know, where he wants them to be or something like that. What's what's going on? Is it just like a, a I, lot? I, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I don't know where it's at. And again, he's just a fiery guy that's going to stay stuff like that because he wants to do better. And he's been on a team that's always been, you know, even when it's struggling, a playoff team. Right, but hold on, we got we got Jackson just he rejoined the the call. Yay! Yeah, he's back. I'm no. I'm, I'm actually doing this on my phone right now. Oh my god! I had, so... I had to. <laughs> oh down, man! I had to down my computer still restarted, so I had to download the. Did app. you take your computer out with you <laughs> drinking last night? Or what? <laughs> I I, I, probably, I think I did. <laughs> Hey, Lappy, you want to do a beer bong? Well, yeah. Yeah, bro. We're, we're, we're currently talking about the sky falling for the Cubs, and Contreras has, uh, okay. yeah, has he basically got, said that our, our team lacks uh, some work ethic. And I was kind of saying, like, hey, you know, like, obviously he's used to being on a winning culture and a winning team. Right. And right. it does look like a lot of dudes are kind of dogging it out there because, I mean, we we the results aren't there. They're not used to it, you know? And obviously – it's got to be rough, you know, for some of these guys who thought they were going to be the core of the Cubs and now their names in the trading headlines. And I get that, but you're a professional. Like, right. I, I think if you're getting mad about Contreras saying this, like, I think. Oh, I, I, that's why I love Wilson Contreras. Yeah. He's, a, he's 100% you, right. You absolutely need to. And again, it might not be like that, but, you know, like if he's saying it, he's seeing some things that we're not right. seeing, you know? No, I, Maybe, I think. Also, I'm going to say Kyle Fuller is the one there I wish we had back. Um, I know I missed that segment, but that was my notes. Um, but no, I, I think he's 100% right. I, I'm okay with him. I mean, I'm glad he's not like calling out people, you know, directly. I mean, that's not professional. But like, yeah, they, the past two weeks, you've gone from a first place team to, you know, eight and a half games back. Um, and they just got blitzed by it. Um, so no, I think, I think he has every, yeah, right. they all know if he's and talking he, about he's, specific people, they know he's, because he has said this before, like he won't resign unless he thinks he can be on a team that can win. He said that earlier this year. So, I mean, if they do start selling players, which, you know, we'll talk about on another podcast, who we think, um, you know, I, I, 
he's a free agent next year, I believe. Yeah, he's he's next year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I'm totally fine with him, you know, chewing people out. He's the catcher. He's an emotional leader. He's known to be a workhorse. He's only had, I mean, his entire career so far in the, with the Cubs, they've been out of, uh, they've only missed the playoffs once. Um, always have been a above 500 team. So yeah, I, I get, I get it. Yes. Yeah, so, that, so when you said that uh, Contreras made that point about not resigning it, unless he's on a contending team with the Cubs. Yeah. Like, do you, I, do you see him like taking less money to go play for like, you know, uh, a Red Sox, someone that's going to be competing in the next couple of years, or do you think that he's just he's just saying that to the Cubs, and then if like someone like both, I, I think and then if someone could, like the Rockies offers yeah. him like Buku bucks, he's going to sign there. Yeah, I, I think it could be both. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what one who his manager, or his agent is. Like, that's the other thing. I mean, I don't think he has Scott Boris or anything like that. Um, but. You know, I could see him taking a pay cut to go to like a Yankees or like a Dodgers or a Red Sox. You know, people are always competitive. Um, but I know like he said it a million times before, like he loves Chicago. He loves the organization. So is he using it as like as, as a scare tactic to be like, hey, I want to stay here. I'm, right, I want to also don't want to. I also don't want to go through a rebuild process. Right. Yeah. Right. And ex- and I think the Cubs are like. They probably need to totally rebuild, especially with pitching. Um, but I don't know. And baseball's and weird and, because and I don't teams even, come out I of nowhere. I never even thought of that. It's got to be rough for any player's position like that if you've gone from a winning team to then now rebuilding. But for a catcher, right. when you are like basically retooling and a whole rotation has got to be rough because what you're working this rapport for with your pitchers – and you don't even know if the guy's going to like that you're working with is going to even be on your team, you know, in a year or two, you know, like, so obviously you're a professional, you're going to go out and get it. But like, you know, if you're a batter, you're going out there and trying to hit the ball, but like, you know, he's also trying to get this. He's got to control the defense and the pitcher. Yeah. So, and if you're getting these guys, you're just like, well, uh, for these guys, I'm not going to be working with next year. It it would, it would piss me off. We, we, we've talked about this, you know, offline, you know, even before we started doing this, this podcast is that realistically we knew the Cubs were either a team that was going to be maybe three games above 500 or three or four games below 500. Right. And did, did the month of May and early part of June, like everyone got hyped up about it. And yeah, rightfully so. I mean, the best part about this podcast is we can go back and listening, listen to us with total optimism. Right. And it was just like, holy shit. Like, Maybe they are finding ways. And then, you know, they kind of played to, you know, they regressed, they regressed to the means, right? And they, and they did it hard and, and, it, and it fast. And I think that's the shitty part is, like, I'd rather have this happen in July than in August or September where you thought you can compete. I really, really then, crush your hopes. Right. And you don't get anything if you were to trade a Kimbrel or a Bryant or a Baez or whatnot. Um so as much as losing sucks and the way they've lost, um, you know, I, I'm glad it's happening now. And right. obviously the schedule didn't hurt, help them. And the Brewers having a weak schedule helped them. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a perfect combination, right? Oh, they yeah. played a lot of road games in June. 
they had two West Coast road trips, which sucks. Um, and the Brewers didn't play anybody in June, and they capitalized on it. But that's baseball. Yeah, and then the Reds got hot, and you know, like I said, ever since I called out the Reds and why they suck, they're in, they're in second now, I believe, right? Yeah, they're still they're still like six and a half games back. I mean, yeah. Milwaukee won something like eleven in a row, and while the Cubs lost eleven in a row. Yeah. Hey, we're going into All Star break. We got an extra day off today with the postponement, so. Hopefully the Cubs can figure out what they want to do as an organization and figure out, and the guy, these guys that are hitting, you know, getting these slumps, maybe they can come back and say, you know, I can, I can get more money for myself or, you know, we can give more opportunities to up and comers. You know, there's always some good things in the second half of baseball if you know how to run a team well. So for sure. And shout out to the, you know, the Cubs that made the all-star team, Chris Bryant and uh, Craig Kimbrell, you know, there are yeah. some, you know, some positives going around Absolutely. in the Cubs, people playing well. What about the, well, before we get into that All-Star game, Kev, what about the Sox? Uh, I mean. Well, we, you know, we, the, yeah, the White Sox, um, you know, they beat up on some, you know, weak competition with the Orioles and the Twins the last couple days. Hey, that's um, what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta beat the bad teams. And I saw something somewhere on uh, Reddit that this was, that us sweeping the Orioles season series is the first time it's happened in team history like sweeping a team series i don't know if i like i didn't look into that but if that's true that is utterly sad um but wait 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 as an entire series or like against one team or like, one, like, like we or like we, the orioles themselves so we beat the or we beat the orioles every game that we played this year right that's the first time that we've done that as a team and supposedly like i said i didn't fact check this uh suppose it's the first time we did that in our entirety as a organization so we've never once that's that's crazy especially since how long how old the white Sox are yeah not that the white Sox are have a very uh, storied uh winning tradition in chicago because this this would be the first time that they went back to back uh in the playoffs i believe if they make the playoffs this year so yep yep um i kind of believe it even though like i said i didn't look into it um but that being said i am very I'm very happy about how the Sox ended the first half of the season going into the All-Star break. And uh, shout out to our All-Stars, Hendricks, Lynn, Rodon, and uh, Anderson, who should have made it last year, even though I don't know why the hell they didn't have all like these pick All-Stars last year. But he made it this year. I'm happy for him. He's played well. Um, Eloy's back. Yeah. That's the yeah. big news. That's the big news is Eloy's back. Yeah, so I, I, I and the says way that, feeling feeling good is how he feels great. Apparently, yeah, I, you know, I feel, <clears throat> I feel with all the injuries that we've had, I feel optimistic that we were able to pull off this record. We're eight games up in our in our division. We have the I think we have the biggest lead out of any first place to second place team in all of baseball. We have the best record in the AL currently. You know that that's just uh you know as much as uh, La Russa gets you know poo pooed on. He's obviously done a good job of, you know, making the right plays, like putting people in good positions. Uh, the players that have come up and stepped up, whether it's our the vets that we've signed, like a Hamilton, a Goodwin, or the young guys like Gavin Sheets or Vaughn or Berger, who's come in to step up. So just all around, it's a great, great thing to see that without our big, our big boppers, the guys right. that hit dingers. Google Sheets to... and Berger, man. Hell yeah. Good. Dude. Um. But yeah, so yeah, 
Eloy, he did hit a home run in his first game back, so that's good to see. Uh, I, I just got a feeling what like when we get all of these guys back, it's going to be like a like in a WWE match, you know, like when there's like a surprise entry and they come back, you know, it's kind of come through the the curtain. It's going to be like, oh, it's Robert, it's it's uh, Eloy, oh, it's uh, it's Grandal, oh, by God, it's their music. I just feel like it's you know if they come back and produce with the way that we think they can. You know, if they're fully healthy, don't rush them back, obviously. I think that the White Sox, with their pitching, they have a decent shot to make a World Series run if these guys can come back and yeah. produce. Because I'm not I'm not in the camp that's going to think that, you know, Brian Goodwin is going to, you know, keep hitting like he is. You know, they're hopefully going to – not hopefully, but they're most likely going to come back down to earth and play well, Mercedes like they got Mercedes got sent down, right? He got sent down, yeah. You know, I, I think that – you know, he caught know, he, he caught his lightning in a bottle when he did made a name for himself gets to go back down and then you know he'll get pulled up at some point or be able to be dealt to another team or something like he 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 showed up in his time in the league to get to get some name recognition and then obviously it didn't pan out but I mean I'd much rather be the talk of the town for a little bit than not at all you know what I mean exactly so you know I, I I'm just very excited to go into the All Star game the way we did. Um, we'll see the all-star game festivities, which we'll talk about in a sec. Um, and then hopefully they finish out the second half, you know, make the playoffs and make a, a world series run. That'd be nice to see. So, uh, just coming up about the all-star game and Kevin, Kevin I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop you for a second. Well, well why do you have to stop me for a sec? Cause I got, I got some bear news. So this might be the siren. siren. This might be the biggest ever for bears this is a win for bears you guys ready for this all bears so, do is the birds up, bears so. are coming back the bears are coming back literally literally so yesterday doing the dishes uh putting stuff away in the kitchen and you know i had nbc on the the, the news and they announced that the panda bear is no longer endangered species shout out panda bears i know we focus a lot on polar and grizzlies because they are awesome animals but we are all bears and the panda bear is finally finally not an endangered animal so human beings actually did something good for once huh they did so their population right now is about 1865 in the wild so they moved from endangered to vulnerable. Now, in 2016, a lot hey, of people- shout outs, shout outs to the panda bears getting it on to make those numbers go up. Yeah. I mean, you're doing your part. And they're known as lazy too, and they're not the most. That was that was a bit that was an issue I read about was like how hard it is to get them to uh, <laughs> mate. Um, they're not the most proactive animal, but. They, they, in 2016, there was a debate whether they were uh, endangered or vulnerable. And then officially, they got um, uh, categorized as vulnerable. So keep up the panda bear population. Good job. I think it's a win for all bears. And I, you know, the panda bear has always been like the number one endangered species animal. You know, they're, they're on like Save the Planet brochures the wwf 
world or the world not the World Wrestling Federation, but the World Wildlife Federation. I mean, they're so badass they took the the WWF away from Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So damn, that's two wrestling two wrestling uh, moments we're talking about. Damn, what are you talking about? Yeah, let's see (laughs) (laughs) what. And and so oh, am am I am I getting this from you that pandas don't like to have sex is that what's going on i that i think that was been always a problem with them yeah are they just, just like they're, honey they're lazy. They're honey lazy. i'm back from the bar <laughs> oh you're sleeping huh yeah, okay sleep on the couch <laughs> imagine like you know also you know i gotta say again you know big shout out to pandas for you know getting it on enough to you know bump up the numbers they've been taking l's for a while because they're goofy they're the goofier of the bears but like you said oh yeah they're, they're known for doing like somersaults and stuff and Eating bamboo. They just like did they institute like a panda tinder to just like maybe get them going? Maybe they just weren't like I know I know like the Chinese government was like highly protecting them as much as possible. Like there's very strict laws for like pandas over there because that is like their national animal. Um so you know, and eventually it just caught up. It probably took a little longer than expected. so yeah, they're no longer endangered. So that is the bear news that I have. Maybe they just didn't like an audience, and with the whole <laughs> with the yeah. with the whole with the whole coronavirus, they're like, finally, people are stop looking at us. Now we can get back to having some babies. <laughs> you start boinking. They're, they they have <laughs> they a problem. Boink. They they have a problem with uh, you know, they're shy. They're shy. Yeah, yeah. They're they're shy bears. The pandas yeah. are shy bear. <laughs> I just thought that they stopped, you know, putting pandas in Panda Express food. I thought it was just that was it. That's the real it. Yeah, that's the real. Like, you know it. what? Maybe it should just maybe this should just be chicken or beef I instead of pandas. Why the yeah the orange Beijing, chicken tastes Beijing. a little bit different. Yeah, Beijing beef. It's no longer <laughs> Beijing panda. But that's oh, the bear right. news. That's yeah, the that's, bear news. That's, that's great positive bear news on this. That's yeah, uplifting bear pandas. news. And you know, especially after Bruno. We needed something. Yeah, the, the Bears, Bears needed Bears, a win. They needed a win, and they got one. Um, so anyway, go, we were kind of talking about All-Stars, you know, the Cubs having a couple All-Stars, Sox having a couple All-Stars. Uh, we start off the uh, All-Star break with a home run derby. So, yeah. And I'm just going gonna to preview this a little bit, and then we'll probably talk about it in the next podcast to give our takes about who, would we, who maybe we would want to see uh, in a future uh Home run derby or something, something along those lines. But I have written down the odds, odds on favorite to win uh, the home run derby. So in uh, starting from the best odds to the worst odds to win, I'm going to read them off who they have. All right. So the best, the best odds they have: Otani, followed by Joey Gallo, then Pete Alonso, Matt Olson, Salvi Perez, uh, Soto, Trevor Story. And then Trey Mancini. So that's who uh, I believe I looked at CBS Sports. They had the odds on their website of uh, who was who had the best odds to win. So what are your what are your takes on that? What are your takes on those uh, those predictions? Those I, first, why don't, first they, of all, don't, they have they don't have like Trevor Story and I, I, like being you know because it's in Colorado and like probably one of his last weeks as a Rocky or last couple weeks as a Colorado Rocky. Like I would think he'd be higher. I would think that he would be higher. Like it seems like guys like that. Especially being in your, you know, being he at home and all that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, come on, he's going against Otani, 
He's going against the polar bear. He's going against uh, he's going against Otani round one. I thought that's Juan Soto. No, I, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot better home run hitters. He's going above, against Gallo so. round. Yeah, he's going one. against Gallo. Do you like the the head on the one on one thing, or would you rather just be like eight go and then you know the bottom four home run I like hitters? The I actually like the one on one. Yeah, and I actually like the next episode too. We'll have some nice little takes on how home run derby, how we can make it better. I mean, they've been doing this format for about six years now. Um, I definitely think there was times where the home run derby kind of dragged. I, I like that it's timed. Yeah, and then and then how far you hit it, you get the extra you know, bump, you know, that extra 30 just, seconds. You're doing my, you're doing my boy Mancini do, uh, wrong. I mean, the guy had cancer last year and you're going to make him at, you know, the lowest odds. Like that, that guy's. Yeah, that's gonna, pretty brutal. They're going to have some nice little feel good on that guy. I, I think Trevor Story and, and Mancini, they, they do, they have an, uh, a first round upset if they are lower, okay. they're, they're, yeah. they're the higher seats. Mancini did hit a home run in the yep. bottom of the ninth. I think I uh, think Story will beat Gallo, and I think Mancini will beat Matt Olson. I can see. That. Do you ha- do you have anyone that a player that you think is going to win, and then is there a player that you might not think is like the best player who's going to win, or or just someone that you're rooting for? Do you have someone that you? I mean, Otani. I got him on my fantasy team. I, I, he's. I mean, obviously, he's just fun to watch. Even if you didn't want him to win, you want him in that final round just oh, because. Yeah. Just because he's going to hit some bombs. Um, I really hope he doesn't stink it up because I do feel like there are times like people in the home run derby like they don't perform. Yeah, but I um, mean, yeah, in Colorado though, I mean, I feel like it almost should always flying. be that in Denver. Yeah, and no humidor. Like those balls are going to go nuts. So I, obviously him, but yeah, I'll I'll. I'll Say my two guys that I I thought that I think they're getting dogged in the ratings. I think Story and Mancini will. I hope I hope to see them if if it's possible with how the the matchups work. I would love to see one of those two guys against Otani in the final. Yeah, I got Otani as someone I want. I want to win. I don't think he's going to win just based off of them. You know, he's got a kind of a he's rough matchup. First, yeah, he's got. A I, I would love to go back into it and see. In this format, whoever's like the one seed, how many times has the one seed even won? Yeah, I, I have Gallo winning my out of this group. I think that Mallow, like Mallow, Gallo just mashes the ball. I think that he, he just kind of the way that he plays, like way that he swings and his stroke. I think that he has a good shot to win. So that's that's kind of my. I, I feel it. like Pete Alonso is people are kind of forgetting about him. Like he won it in 2019. Obviously, there wasn't a home run derby last year. Um, definitely flying under the radar. That's another thing. In this format, has there been a back-to-back? I don't think there's been a back-to-back. No, there's not been a back-to-back. Oh, wait, no. Did Todd Frazier win back-to-back? Or no, he lost. He lost in the finals, I think, to John Carlos Stanton. The one thing I'm seeing... Regardless, dingers, though. Lots of dingers. And the one thing I'm seeing with these names is, like, I like the names of all these guys, but, like, Salvi Perez, I'm like, what are you doing in here? Like, Yeah, yeah, that was the one. That's a lot. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get crushed by Alonzo, so he's got to represent the got to have to represent the adult, like short pudgy catchers. There know. is I'll say this: there is a lot of players on this from lower small market teams, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Like, I mean, I don't see anyone even in the top five market team. I mean, it might be uh, I mean, yeah. I'm saying it might be Alonzo. That might be it, and then. 
like, I, yeah, that might be the highest market team. Right. That's, that is odd. I mean, it's I mean, good. I, it's good to see though. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I agree. But I definitely think I would love to see like Judge bets. You know. I yes. wonder if Schwarber would have done it if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. I mean, he was in it a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he he got robbed against Bryce Harper. Yep. He got absolutely robbed, and that was. I mean, I get it because it was in D.C. But um, Dad's throwing him pitches faster than the, the ball than was even supposed landing. To be yeah. Yeah, and I get like that's Bryce Harper. Like that was his last year in uh, Washington. So, but I'll ask you this question: What is your favorite? all-star game moment or home run derby moment we can add them both or like what do you think is like an infamous one my favorite is josh hamilton's performance at yankee stadium i i liked just recently and maybe it's just as the vibe i was in i was on it was in a uh, a vacation uh to florida with my buddy drew and he uh we were watching the home run derby and just seeing judge just absolutely destroyed at that's at that miami stadium was awesome yeah kevin we watched that one together at your old yeah, house. yeah you came over that was like that was probably the most hyped i've been for a, a home run derby in a long time like when yeah. i was young like i really watched a lot of baseball and like you know watched a lot of home run derbies and you know really got into it and then you know in college and you know young adulthood you kind of kind of fade out a little bit you watch i watched the sock that was about it but just seeing Judge for the first time, a six foot eight, two hundred and yeah, I, yeah, I, I, that would absolutely have to go with mine. And then for the All Star Game, I kind of watch it. I, I, I like what they've been doing recently, where it's more mic'd up and there's fun stuff around it and stuff. But I mean, obviously, there just needs to be something different with it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm glad they don't do the it, this game counts. That was so dumb. Even though that format. Whoever won the All Star Game gets home field advantage in the World Series. Like that saved the Cubs in 2016 because it gave them an extra road game where they could use Schwarber as a DH. Um, I, I just think it was such a backlash to having a tie in the All Star Game, and it looked so fucking bad for everybody. Yeah, I think for my like memorable moments, it definitely got to be the Judge Home Run Derby for the Home Run Derby. That was just. The way he was hitting bombs like out in the middle of that ugly field, that was just so oh, yeah. sick. He was he was taking them to right field too. Yeah, he was. It was just like not even like believable, like what he was doing. Because like you know, we watch home run derbies and you're getting you know you're he, getting ones that, who did wasn't he like pretty much neck and neck with some guy at, at the final round too? I forget who it was. Yeah, it, I, I think it might have been Yelich. Was it or no? It was. Hold on. No, it was a big guy. Yeah. Well. Uh, I feel like those like those uh, home run derbies from previous years had a lot of like random like because that year it was whoever guys. it was yeah whoever it was judge Justin and then Moore or something like judge that. and then the guy he ended up against their first round they hit the most like yeah. like both like beat the record for the first round like it was insane like they hit a bunch of them I remember and then uh, an all star couple all star moments I remember is just one that the when the Sox hosted the all star game it was cool to see that I didn't go but it was cool to see an all star game hosted at uh you know US Cellular Park at the time and then the second one was seeing Torrey Hunter rob Barry Bonds for that home run in center field that was a cool moment to see yeah. yeah that was an awesome moment to see and he okay. runs out there so, and grabs him Judge B okay so Judge won it in 2017 um. Judge beat Justin Bohr 
23-22 in the first round. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. I, and then he beat Cody Ballinger 12-13. And then he beat Michael Suneau 11-10. That's us. I remember the first round being, like, insane. Right. So the first, like, here... Who, and obviously that makes sense. You're tired 2017, by the end of it. 2017 had a um, really good lineup. So 2017 was John Carlos Stanton versus Gary Sanchez, Mike Moustakis. Wasn't that Stanton's last year in Miami where he had the 50 home run season too? Yeah, I, I think that's when he won MVP, yeah. Uh, Mike Moustakis and Miguel Sano, Cody Bellinger, Charlie Blackman, and then Aaron Judge and Justin Bohr. Now, interesting enough, do you know who's done really well in um, the home run derby is... A current Chicago Cub players, um, Jack Peterson. He 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 went against uh, Vladdy last year, I believe. Yeah, two finals. years ago. So he was in the finals against two Pat years ago, Frazier. Yeah. yeah, he was in the uh, finals in 2015. He lost to Todd Frazier. That was in Cincinnati. And then in 2019, holy shit! In 2019, he lost in the semifinals to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vlad hit 40. Home runs. Oh yeah, Jock, I, I remember Vlad. Jock hit thirty nine. Vlad was, might be Vlad might not being in it this year might be the, probably the biggest disappointment. And that then was fat Pete Vladdy Al- too. Yeah, and then Pete Alonso beat Guerrero twenty three twenty two. So, man, twenty nineteen had some bombs. Well. It, it'll be fun. I definitely uh, looking forward to watching some dingers tomorrow, and I'll definitely catch the All Star game for sure and see, you know, what, what if there's any fun, memeable moments for sure. Are you guys are you guys celebrity softball game watchers or no? I like if I watch it. Look at two I'm, innings and I'm done after that. Yeah, yeah, if I'm available, like you know, it's usually because it's usually like before, right? Like. Yeah, it's, it's at a weird like time. So, like, I'm usually like, you know, I just get off work or whatever. But, like, if I'm available, yeah, I'll watch it, you know. But there's always, like, some, you know, goofy stuff. People trying to do, like, hidden ball tricks or something. But it is always wild to see some, like, you know, I always try to look at the dudes and, like, see, like, okay, which one of these guys is going to be good and which one of these guys is just going to be terrible, like the celebrities. Right. They always have, Todd- like, really, like, C-list celebrities there, like. I wonder, and they all—they're always like themed with the city. So, like, obviously, if it was Chicago, it'd be like, "Oh, Chance the Rapper," even though he's not really C-list. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they always have like right. a—I don't know. Who, and like, Jamie Foxx. Here's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, who's like a who yeah. would be like a Denver celebrity that's going to be in there? John Elway. John John Elway. Tim Patrick, Tebow. Pat, Patrick Waugh, maybe. Oh yeah. There's always one of the team captains that's like taking it a little too serious too. I mean, I always like see. I I remember watching. We were watching this. I think Andre Dawson was still when he was technically with the mayor or the Marlins front office before Jeter fired him. Um, he had a softball. I, he almost knocked it out of the regular ballpark. <laughs> Just unloaded on it. <laughs> it's like, Oh shit. Andre could still play. Uh, here's a fun fact. Cause now I'm digging deep in the home run derby. Todd Frazier was in the finals three times in a row. He was in it in 2013 when he lost to Cespedes. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. He won it in 2015, and then he lost it to John Carlos Stanton in 2016. 
Well, dang. Never mind. Yeah, it was a Brad. Um, well, it, it sure will be uh, an interesting week. Uh, I definitely think I can speak for you, Jackson, in the sense of not only do the Cubs need a break, but I need a break from them. So. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. Uh, yeah. It, so. Yeah. I, I I guess we can leave it at that and definitely uh, tune into our next episode and the, to hear more about this All-Star game and Home Run Derby. But I'd be remiss to mention some of the other topics that have been going around. Um, I mean, I, I saw that, that – did anyone see the fight or the highlights of the fight yesterday with Conor McGregor? I just uh, saw that. I just the saw leg, that that's the only thing I saw. Yeah. And the I, fact I, that he's like he's – he's got to be like one of the most overrated athletes in the past. Oh, yeah. Five years. I, I just I only mentioned it because I was just out at a at my wife's friend's place or old high school friends. We were watching it there because they're big UFC guys, and I was out and about, not seeing a lot of the sports stories. So we were you know obviously watching ESPN afterwards and saw that Nigeria beat Team USA, and I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, hopefully this isn't a Athens. 2004 Olympics. Seeing KD get stuffed by that guy was pretty. Yeah, good. I, I, I've not seen the highlights <laughs> to that. You have to see it. You <laughs> gotta see it. Well, I saw something like in 2012, the U.S. beat uh, Nigeria by like 55 points or something. Yeah, they were completely just dominant from by from the three right. point. They just were draining. And I, and I get like the United States is like they're supposed to add a couple more players who are playing in the finals right yeah, now. Booker. So they're not a, yeah, so they're not Wilson. a 100%, 100%. I don't think you need any of those players. You should be no. able to uh, any uh, any like you could you could give the the top bench players on NBA teams and they should be able to win this thing. Like again, the ba- basketball having NBA players is like why I think it's like one of the only like team uh you know like teams summer olympic sports that's like fun just because you have pros like the same thing with like hockey in the winter where it's like okay well we got actual nhl like players playing you know it's like almost like Mm -hmm. a world cup yeah the one thing that i'm like i'm kind of upset about is well obviously they lost it's a it's a friendly so it, it doesn't mean anything but it's not a good look especially when you have players like KD and all those guys on the team. But the one thing I'm a little upset is that Zion's not on the roster. How would, how fun would it be to see Zion just do crazy shit on like some Romanian guys guys. that just like that, get that opt out that you're just like, okay, I get why you're opting out. Like I get why LeBron ain't doing it. I get why this happened. But like, yeah, like that, when you're a young up and comer, go get your gold medal, man. Like, and like, opportunity. (laughs) I don't know how, like, there's nobody like, you know, like there's nobody pushing him in, in in for USA and or just like the NBA in general, like saying like, hey, this is good for your brand, dude. Like to do this. Yeah, you could be the talk of the Olympics for the whole the entire time. You just do one crazy dunk against, you know, Saudi Some Arabia. Eastern, or, yeah, Eastern yeah. European team. Yeah, Ukraine, and then you're just the talk of the the Olympics. And I don't know, just like seeing what he could. It'd just be like him going back to college, essentially, when they he, they play those, like, shitty teams. You know, you have thrown lobs from half court and just, I don't know, missed opportunities. I think the, I think the USA will still win, but, you know. Not, oh, not no, a good look. absolutely we will still win. But, you know, even, like, just, like, the, oh, man, I'm glad that we lost because, like, then the people will actually care or whatever. I'm like, you should never lose to Nigeria ever, like, ever. Right. And it was funny right. that the that the big block came against KD because you know he was like on Twitter just like 
park and back at anyone who's making oh, fun the of the memes uh, of the K- <laughs> the KD memes of like him wearing a Nigerian like jersey now and saying like the next chapter is here and stuff are just great. <laughs> like NBA Twitter is just absolutely undefeated. Like it oh, is, it's great. It yeah. is funny. Just unreal. Good. But I mean, yeah, I, I I'm interested to see and but and again though. I guess spin zone, like, like it. I would normally probably have just sort of kind of tuned in to t- Team USA basketball, but now everyone's talking about it. You know what I mean? And now they really gotta step up. So I, like, I feel bad for whoever they play next in the expedition because they're gonna get they're gonna lose probably by seventy. Oh yeah, they're of. gonna get they're gonna dunk they're gonna just pull some pull some you know oh hey. Coach, I'm not coming out. <laughs> Coach, I'm not coming out. No, okay. Poor Bolivia or whoever the hell is going to be their next opponent. Well, while we're talking about international sports, we t- touched on it at the beginning of the podcast, but we'd be remiss to say that the, of the Euros. Kev, what do you think about that ending of the Euros today? Yeah, so if anyone who's listened to this and made it this far in this podcast doesn't know that me and me and Tim are the, probably the more soccer-heavy uh, guys out of the three of us, but Jackson, he definitely... Uh, you know, was chatting it up in the pre-show we were talking, but yeah, yeah I saw beat, the I saw the last like 35 minutes of the game. Yeah, Italy beat England in penalty kicks, and I don't know. Like, it's funny too because like the whole storyline, at least with England, was that their coach was like, you know, the the problem. They had all this talent, but the coach was the problem, and he got them there, and it looked like everything was going to be okay, and then. To put a 19-year-old as the fifth penalty kick taker when you need to score or else you lose. When you have these guys that are up-and-comers or, or way more veteran that should be taking it. For sure. And I, I guess just reading the comments on Reddit from the post-game uh, thread is that apparently England has, like, a they decide who, like, at the time who goes up. So, like, you know, essentially it's like, Coach says, who wants to take the first one? And then this guy takes t- raises their hand and they go, where are the leaders Where's, of that team? Where's like the Jordan Henderson? And, and, and uh, I thought about that too. I'm like, where, like, like at, at one point I was thinking, okay, playing devil's advocate, were they just like, oh, we're going to give this kid like a chance, like to, to be great or whatever. But I'm like, it doesn't look that way. It looks like you, sh- you shined well, away from the big stage. I don't think it's that guy's fault. I don't think it's that kid's no, fault. It's no, it's not. I mean, we're not, guy, we're not saying who, it's his fault at all because well, yeah, I, I, two I, other I, guys I just, missed. I just know how, no, I just know how soccer fans are. You know, they're, they're brutal. No, I don't um, think that but the guy, is, the guy, this guy is the guy the problem. who screwed up was he had an open goal, right? Because he was able to get the uh, the goalie out of position completely, and he hit it off the post. And that's the worst that was, because that those was, are the worst. One. Those were I, the were the two. One. That's Marcus Rashford, and those two, him and the other two guys that missed it. The two guys were subbed on at the end of the 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 you end of the game, the kicks. and I never did that. Like I, when I was coaching soccer, we had to, it was just for middle school, so like we, you know, we we didn't have time to do extra time. So like if you were tied, we had to do penalties, and I would never do that. Like if I I had some girls that were always better at taking penalties, but if they weren't playing in the game currently, I wasn't going to put them on in the at the last minute because they're cold. They're not like. It doesn't matter how good you are. Like you, you, you're not going to, you don't send a guy in to take a free throw. You don't send a guy in to take, you know, like it's the same concept, like get some game sense. Like I, 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 I don't want to like ever, you know, like 
I, you could you could be my friend and be like the best best dart player dart thrower in the world. If you haven't thrown, I'm still gonna give the darts to like the guy who's been playing darts all night. You know, like right. I, I don't get that. I don't understand that. So yeah, I. I uh... But it's just funny because you know I, all the memes are gonna be great. That it's coming home. It's going Rome and just it just insane. And Jackson, you made an awesome comment at the beginning of the uh, our, our pre-show of just how you know the. England is like the Alabama of Europe, right? Yeah, everyone's got, everyone's got their shirt off, drunk, and whatever yes. whatever their version of Roll Tide is. Like they're yeah, they're gonna cheerio. I've already seen some like. Well, and then how about the dudes just that kid just barreling into the stadium? Like they could, didn't even have security working enough there, in the stadium. There was a story I saw on CNN today that. A bunch of English fans were out at like at 2 a.m. So you know they're just oh, waking up, yeah, blowing up fireworks, the blowing Italy. up fireworks outside of like Italy's hotel. It's like what the hell? Like, yeah, and then, then you got like a bunch of fans like laughing at a like little girl who was a Denmark fan when they beat De- Denmark uh, yeah, in the semifinals, they're, they're, and, they and got, like. You Ladies could not give England fans pretzels like March Simpson because there'd the be thing. pretzels all over the field, man. <laughs> here's here's the thing, like England. They haven't won since what 1968. Uh, uh, and that was the World Cup. They've tournament? never won the Euro. Yeah, so it's not like they are Germany, who's you know Germany. I saw Germany has the most Euros slash combined or combined Euros. They're a machine. And man. World World Cups, right? At at eight, Italy has seven. Um, it's not like England is always this powerhouse. So I get tired of seeing the you know I follow a lot of a lot of my friends are soccer fans and. Everyone was cheering for England, saying it's coming home, it's coming home. It's just like, fuck you guys, you guys don't deserve it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't watch soccer, nor do I give a shit. I think it's personally kind of a boring sport. They but got, like, but they have talent. They have talent, and they 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 squandered it for sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, they scored what the first two minutes of the game, and then um, didn't do anything ever since. Yeah, and just shout, shout out to Italy, you know, congrats to them. You know, we're poo-pooing on England right now, but they played a good game with, you know. Yeah. Especially in the championship to come back. And, Matt and Messi won his first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, saw yeah. that. And Neymar, apparently, like, the the sound uh, crew who was doing it at Fox Sports 1, like, when, when Argentina was celebrating, all you could hear in the background was Neymar crying, which I thought was pretty funny. I mean, what, so, like, a... a, a a very, uh, a very uh, common sound, and it's in soccer. <laughs> Crying or uh, screaming, like he got just got ran over. So, any other topics for us today, boys? Before we move on to the rankings, uh, just the I could give a shit about the golf game that happened between Brady and Rogers. I just thought that it's so dumb. Like, I don't know. I actually kind of like him. I think I don't I, watch golf, but yeah. especially like. You know, well, it's just and everyone took it as an opportunity to like, hey, how many jokes can we get off about where he's going next year? I Rogers not saying anything was really funny. Like he's like, no, I'm not falling for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I got nothing else for for uh, new news or around the around the league or whatever around the world. All right. Let's move into these power rankings. Let's do it. 
this week we are ranking the top three Chicago athletes that we had a hard time giving up on. Meaning someone that like, you know, that maybe there was some buzz around or like even if there wasn't any buzz around, but like someone they probably shouldn't have been on the team anymore or something of like that capacity and just you wanted them to do well. You wanted them on the team. Someone you just had a hard time yeah. just cutting ties with. S- someone saying, hey, "Yo, he's trash. Why do you guys still play him?" Like, no, man, just give him time. He's not in the right system. Give him or, time, you know, dude. Just give he needs him more time. reps. But then let's let, Jackson. Let's start off with your number three on this. Oh man, there's so many. Um, I really, I could. This, I was having a hard time because I just thought of one person. Um. But I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'm going to go with Christopher Stieg with the Blackhawks. You know, had a great rookie year. He was okay. And, like, yeah, he won. Uh, I think he was one of the rookie of the year finalists. But he just never really – I mean, he's got, like, two Stanley Cups. or he, he might have three Stanley Cups. So it's not like he had a terrible career. But just never turned into like the player a lot of people thought he has, and I think the Blackhawks probably kept him for too long. So I'm going to go with Christopher Stieg as my third choice. Kev, what about you? Yeah, I don't have any hockey on mine just because I I feel like I'd be just pulling something out of my ass if I tried to think of one think of something hockey. But my number three is a White Sox player by the name of Brian Anderson. He was the center fielder for the White Sox, you know, in their early 2000s, mid 2000s. He was like, he was, you know, pitted to be this five tool guy. He has power. He has speed. He's a good fielder. And he just never amounted to any of it. He was pretty much just like a good fielder who had some decent speed, but he just never, you know, never lived up to the expectations that the, uh, you know, either the press or, you know, the organization you know, set up for him. He just was kind of that guy who ended up batting like eighth or ninth. You know, if he got on great, he could probably steal a base. It was really solid in the field, which is great. But, you know, it was kind of always like, uh, you know, maybe next year, maybe next year with this guy. And then eventually he just fizzled out. And I don't even know where he went after the White Sox. But, yeah, he's my number three, Brian Anderson. So fun right. fact really quick about Christopher Seed, because I'm, I'm like looking him up right now. They actually spelled his name wrong on the Stanley Cup at first. The first year the Hawks won. <laughs> That's gonna yeah. suck. Oh my god, be pissed. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, not quickly, it's, like a, it's not even it's like it's a Russian or like a Czechoslovak yeah. or Slovakian name. They 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 fixed it, but yeah, that that's gotta suck. That's not a good omen. That's not a good omen. So my number three was a Cubs player in the early 2000s. This was back when, you know, the intro craze was all over the place and all these guys coming from overseas. And lo and behold, the Cubs get Hesop Choi. And, Ooh. and he, I mean, the guy was just big, you know, and like I, I liked intro and, he, I, you know, I always liked the Mariners because of Ken Griffey and then the intro. So like, they were always like a team that I liked watching. So I was like, man, maybe the Cubs could get someone like that. And he was just a big guy could hit homers, but then he had that like concussion and stuff and they could just never get back. And you were just like, man, but if he comes back, like we could get going. And then I, I you know, and it took a while and I was like, man, I don't think we should have got rid of him. And, but then, you know, I think his trade led to us getting Derek Lee. So like I could, I, I guess, you know, I had to, get off that train but i was like dang you know this big 
this big Korean guy, I want him to hit homers, but you know, I feel like I feel like he probably or I just personally not he it probably never was actually a thing, but I feel like I saw so many he stopped Choi jerseys around when he got uh, to the Cubs. I feel like I saw so many like it's like him Choi. and Fukudomi. Fuku- yeah, Fukudomi. Like the they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I think that you could absolutely lump him into this too, for sure. But just yeah, like he, yeah. he, he said Choi. He said Choi. Let's see. I have him up. Yeah, he played for the Cubs in 2002, 2003. He barely played in 2002. His last game with with the Cubs. Um, was in on June seventh, two thousand three, when he collided with Kerry Wood against the Yankees, and he hit his head on the. It was the, just never the same. Yeah, and they traded Florida to Florida for Derek Lee. And fun fact, he was actually in the also in the home run derby in like two thousand six in Detroit. Wow, two thousand five. Full circle. Yeah, full circle there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a number two for us, Jack. Uh, number two is a Cub. Uh, technically, he had a decent career as a Cub, but um, this was my boy. He's infamous on the south side, but it's Michael Barrett. Michael Barrett could hit, but Michael Barrett could not also defend as a catcher. Um, and that's a very important But man, uh, he position. could punch people. But man, he could punch people and he could hit dingers. Unfortunately, there is another... Um, part of the position and that's being able to field and he wasn't always the best fielder uh but i have a ball signed by by michael barrett uh my twitter picture is me holding up a sign that said barrett for all-star game and he was robbed in 2005 for being an all-star but um yeah michael barrett is my second uh, person who was on the team so and now, now Michael Baird is that guy who shows up every day at the bar with a drink waiting for him, and I, no one I knows know, what he does. I know. I, I used know to be a, a major I, leaguer kid. I have no idea where Michael Baird is anymore. Like that would That's be a good. That's my stool you're on right now. <laughs> you like, know who I am. I punched AJ Perzinski. I would. I. You know how like Sports Illustrated does the um, where are they now? That would be a fantastic where are they now, Michael Barrett. Yeah, I could see him being like in a trailer in like Arkansas. Or just owns like 35 chilies or something like that. Yeah. Like every yeah. other professional athlete getting yeah. in the restaurant business. <laughs> or like a car dealership. Like the uh, Suns and Four um, dream is dead. Oh, they lost? Bucks, yeah. Bucks beat them pretty bad. Um, oh, well. I believe next time. you're on your number two there, Kev. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kind of had. Uh, a little back and forth up until the last moment here. Uh, but I went with uh, someone who is still currently on a roster of a team that is playing in Chicago, and that's Laurie Markkinen. Uh, Laurie Markkinen is just someone, you know, he was, a part of, he was part of the whole Jimmy Butler trade, and then, you know, we drafted him at seven, and he was, you know, this seven-foot or 6'11", 6'10", big guy who could shoot. He could take the ball to the hoop. And he always, he always showed flashes of like, you know, like weeks or a couple weeks of him dropping like 20, 30, you know, making threes, you know, looking good, playing good defense. And then like he just kind of disappears. He just it's never really taken that leap where, you know, we kind of thought he was going to be like that, you know, um, joke itch or you know, just that foreign or European player who just comes out and just 
dominates. Um, so he's my number two. I, you know, is always kind of not so much um, discussed with people, but just kind of like to myself thinking like, yeah, maybe next year he just needs like, you know, a good supporting cast or he needs to work on this in the off season and then he'll be good, but it's just never kind of come together. So Laurie, Laurie Market is my number two uh, athletes that I had a hard time giving up on. That's a good one. That is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good one. Tim, what I, you got? I, I and and Laurie Markkinen, he's always in these talks of like getting traded, and everyone's like, "Oh, we want to trade him for Lonzo or whatever." And I'm just like, "I get you. Like, I wish that he could turn into something that he's not, or like, or he's more the, like maybe that he's not. He's just he's there, but then he's not like that. Yeah, he's a huge disc golfer, so I wish he was. I wish he was good. But um, my number two was uh, why am I? Link it for a second. My number two, it, it's it's different because I don't think of this obviously as the player because he's you know obviously a huge bear player in our you know in our minds and you know everyone loves him, but it wasn't Devin Hester the player. It was Devin Hester as a receiver. Oh man, yeah, God, not anything to do with special teams, but like man, like we just loved him so much that it was just like. Why isn't this working? Why can't he just like do what he does there? Just give him the ball and he'll just, you know, it's so easy. Yeah. And it just, obviously I think as a a kid, you didn't really, you you didn't really think of it as like, maybe like it's cause he's one, you know, like isn't a receiver and you know, that's hard in the NFL to just do that. And two, uh, he's not very smart and three, his quarterback sucks. So (laughs) <laughs> like you know and we just we're just the bears like we can't have cool things like that like like so i don't know it just but i mean I, I just if it wasn't devin hester like you know because of just who he was and what he could do on special teams like i just can't imagine any team putting out what he like i need to go back and watch some tape of him like on the offense because like he didn't do anything he, Wasn't he the Bears' number one receiver? I don't think they ever made it like, like a, a true number one one, but like, but like a, maybe a him and Johnny Knox were our one two punch. Yeah, and you like couldn't hate it, but like, I mean, if any team like was getting that kind of production out of like a number one, number two receiver in today's NFL, like he would get run out of town. Right, right. He did, he did so much, and you're just like, uh, he, I mean, I believe he, in your kid. <laughs> he. uh he would make some like really nice catches and stuff like that. I remember he made a really nice catch against Dallas one time for a touchdown, but the amount of times he <laughs> dropped wide open touchdowns, like for he, he had like four or five steps on a guy and he would hit off his head or drop I wish, it. I wish we Definitely could find an eye opener. I wish we could find out what percentage of routes he ran wrong in his career. Oh, like, Hey, man. you're supposed to run a, you know, a seam route here. Oh, so he runs a button hook. Like, I'm sure like, Going from a guy who we already nah, know. Nah, 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 I'm just going to run the ball. <laughs> We're going from a guy who we already know isn't the most intelligent just based off of his, you know, pronunciation and his interviews and post games and stuff like that. And his main job is just, hey, you're going to catch the ball and you're going to run. There's no real strategy. Just follow your blockers. It's, go. it's literally like Forrest Gump. So, hey, the you ball have to memorize run. this big ass playbook in a new position that you didn't play in college. And you're going to be our number one or two receiver. So go. Again, I love the player and we all wanted it to work and we all watched it and knew it was time for it to be over. But 
nobody just, said anything for a yeah. while. You know, like we were just like, oh, but it's you know, like it's Devin. How, uh, how, how could you? He was our leading offensive. He's gonna be a. Hall he was of our leading he's, touchdown scorer, and he wasn't on offense. He's most likely gonna be a Hall of Famer too. Devin, yeah, right? my buddy. Like he's he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. Like is whether there, it be a first if, round if, ballot if go, or yeah, like if if, if, if he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Like. Could you say like he might be one of the worst Hall of Famers like like at another position like you know what I mean like oh and, easily I mean, yeah I I mean like I I don't know how many Hall of Famers you could say like did a little bit like in the NFL like oh this quarterback who played you know tight end for a little bit obviously that's a crazy example but you know what I'm saying right, like right I you know usually you make a transition very close or to the beginning of your career or like from college to the NFL, not just because, hey, man, you're so good at this. Like, we're just going to have you do this. Oh, I love Devin Hester, but, yeah, him as a receiver was uh, brutal. <laughs> I thought that was a good one you guys like. That was a brutal. That was, that was a good one. That's Yeah. I like it. Jesus. Go ahead there, Jack. Finish, uh, finish us so off. So my, mine's another, like, tough one. It's not like this player was bad at all, but I, I feel like when someone's career is just derailed by injuries, you get like, oh, man. What if? What happens if this person? And I think there were times like the Bears kind of kept this person on the team for a little too long just because who he was and how much he was loved by this organization. And, and it's still loved. And that's Mike Brown. Like, I feel like when people talk about Mike Brown, they talk about him like he passed away in like a horrible car accident or like a disease. But like, he's very much alive. Which is that like injuries like derailed. I, but, I mean, he's solely responsible for some of like the greatest comebacks ever. Oh yeah, but like, and he probably the Bears probably kept him on for too long, like when he was too banged up and getting old. And I mean, that know. was back in that old Lovey regime too, where like you know yeah. they were, they were gonna pay out. You know, I mean, Lovey he was stayed. before Lovey. He was yeah. before Lovey. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, if you were gonna like, he was in that Bear mentality too, in that old time mentality too, where it's just like. If you if you were a consistent player for us in your younger years, right. like we were gonna do whatever we could, and you're a, and you're a good person, you're gonna yeah. stay on. Yeah, it, so uh, definitely it is Mike Brown, and you know I love Mike Brown, and I think everyone here also loves Mike Brown. But yeah, I don't know, and that might be a good thing about today's NFL, where like you know players move when they're older, get their bag, like and like when a good player of your team like leaves like to go to get a bag somewhere like yes it stinks but like at least you never like you know maybe our you know our future sons won't have to see some of their favorite players just slowly become terrible right right, right. it's a little bit more business savvy yeah kev what about you uh my number one is plentiful White Sox free agent players that Kenny Williams decided to sign because they're a big name. And, you know, you think that we have them and they're going to be good, you know, to go along. It's like the Ken Griffey's and Manny Ramirez, that type. And it has to be Adam Dunn of the Chicago White Sox. Oh, man. He is. It's. You know, when you he's coming off the seasons he had with the Reds, I believe he, he was coming off of. And, you know, he's a big lefty, hits dingers, you know, and he just does not produce the way he was supposed to. And he, I think he had like a 150 batting average one season. 
And like they made, a, there's a whole YouTube video on how he had like statistically like the craziest worst year of his like of, in baseball history. So like you get so excited because like oh wait we got this all star he hits dingers and you got you sign him for like four years or whatever it was and he just sucks the entire time. You have like no I had like no choice other than to be like he's gonna be good don't worry he's gonna he's gonna come out of it. he's gonna break out of this slump and it was just a depressing four years or however long he was with the White Sox. It was just not fun. He, yeah, I don't even know, like, I kind of want to get out of my memory. That was like the really hard, strugglesome years of the White Sox where they were just, they were like, horrible. I feel like the, what? yeah, they were bad, but like they would also like, maybe because they the were Cubs like embarrassing. Were just, the, the Cubs were just, just as bad or if not worse. Um, so I feel like, <laughs> Because <laughs> like, I mean, the White Sox, they were always like above a like a 500 team, but they couldn't like get to those playoffs. Yeah, the, the, like this was like this was a signing where I was like, okay, maybe this isn't like a we're trying to fill the seats type of guy we're getting here, like with a you know a Griffey or a Ramirez. Oh my god, so, his batting it, average with the yeah, White Sox. So three years with the White Sox, he he was an All Star in 2012. That's embarrassing. Um, batting average in 2011, his first year was 159. Solid. And then 204 in 2012, and he was an all-star game. Um, so he must have had a really bad second half. And then 2013, he hit 219. And then he went back on the White Sox in 2014 and hit, 20, and, uh, hit 220. So he was, went to Toronto, Ooh. then went back to the White Sox the next year again. So he always got better. He did always he get did better. He steadily improved. Good for him. He but the home really runs put in the work hit, in the offseason. The home runs he hit in 2011 was only – hold on. Where am I at? He only hit 11 home runs and hit 159, and then he hit 41 home runs and 34 home runs. So, yeah, just real – oof, oof. His 2011 – go on baseball reference and look up his 2011 year. It's – it's maybe, really bad. Maybe he just like missed out. Like he maybe he'd just be like a crazy good player now with like OBP and launch angle and stuff like that. No, but, his o, his OBP was horrible too. Oh, never mind. Though. Yeah, there's <laughs> no mind. saving him, dude. His yeah. OBP. Trying, even now, I'm still trying base, to like pull things out. Like, base, yeah, he's still his, good. His on base percentage worth. in 2011 was 292. Jesus Christ. Adam does my number one. I'll end it there so we can stop talking about him. <laughs> I mean, number one, I got to go with it just because it's so fresh in our minds and just just someone's got to do it. It's got to go with Mitch, right? Just yeah, because it's got to be Mitch. It's it, the guy was drafted in, a, you know, the draft with Watson and, and Mahomes. He's he's one of the highest quarterbacks taken for the Bears in trade our lifetime. Trade up to get him. And then the reason why, and like, I'm not saying anyone here, like we knew and we could see on the field, like we knew, you know, we knew after, you know, in 2019, that he's just bad. Right. But like the, the, it was such a gradual, like, oh, maybe in the, and then that, because, you know, the first year wasn't even supposed to play, gets put in with Glennon. Then you got John Fox ball. He's got Kendall Wright as his best receiver, you know, like it, he had like every possible excuse scenario to try yes, and like justify yes. him being good. And then he would like and then, you know, he would get then he would start 
kind of doing well and then would get hurt right around Thanksgiving, you know, and then would play really well against the Lions. And I was like, oh, crazy. Oh, shit. And that five touchdown game against Tampa Bay. Awesome. And then like, you know, that playoff double doink, like, yes, we, we, we look at it as that kicker let us down, but like, I mean, also Mitch has got to put us in a position to score. Like, like you basically, like you just said, Kev, to not go further in it, because we could do a whole podcast on it. Like every excuse scenario came about for him mm-hmm. and, and, and the Nagy's little cute stuff with it and how he would do the plays. And I and like never helped. It yeah, just never, like a, it, it was a constant back and forth. Like, just like, in the most simplest of like breakdowns of why and he's it was, a cool dude. He's a nice and guy. He's a cool dude. He kisses yeah. titties. Like he had all the, we wanted yeah. to like him, but like, it was just, no, I like hope said, every, he gets to play some Buffalo. blowout games for the bills or whatever. And I hope he gets taken by an organization that actually can do something with him. Or I really just hope that he at least can be just a journeyman in the NFL and, you know, just make some cool millions on the side by just sitting there. Like that's that I, I hope that for him. Like how many times did we like go back and forth with each other? Like whether it was like during a game or like at the end of a game before a game being like, dude, is it Nagy's fault that we suck? Is it tr- Mitch's fault that we suck? Like, do we need to put Mitch in? Do we need to put take falls? Like it was just like every single game. It was just like, I feel like we were just scratching. Well, if, we, if we if we go we'll with you know if we do some more play action if we if you know we let him you know do some bootlegs yeah. he'll be better. Yeah, if you hand the ball, there was always there was always. Yards. I mean, I wanted Mitch to do well as anybody once we drafted him, but like there was always an excuse to like, oh, he he could get better. Like you'd say to him, like, oh, he played well for like three weeks, and then he played bad for like another four, and you're like, oh boy. Uh, but I mean, I've I've always said that was a dumb pick. When they drafted him. Um, oh, yeah. Besides, and I, I didn't mean to mention that, you know, because obviously that's a whole other discussion in itself. Like, that's, I, I, I gotta, I want to definitely. I really wanted, I really wanted Jamal Adams right yeah, here. <laughs> it really, it really, ste- I, I, I'm going to steer it more towards, if I'm not looking at who is picking around him or the other quarterbacks, whatever, just him in itself getting picked that high, like, right. and not even comparing it to other ones, whatever, even if no quarterbacks got taken that, that that first round you got drafted that high like we wanted you to be a quarterback for 10 years and that's why we deserve fields to be just good like can you just be good That'd please be right. dear god don't be on this list in a few years being a different power rankings like greatest bear ever. greatest yeah, greatest human being in chicago history <laughs> yeah he would. I mean, if he has, if he goes down as the greatest Chicago Bear quarterback ever in the Hall of Fame quarterback, there will be statues of him everywhere in this state. Could have been Mitch, but could have been Mitch. Didn't happen. All right. Does that wrap up episode? I believe this is episode six of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Episode six, getting there. Let's wow. go. We will have a, a quick turnaround this week. We'll probably see something from us midweek here. Um, so stay tuned. Stay uh, and glad that you keep listening for uh, for us. And watch out for those bears. I mean, you certainly don't have to watch out for the gorillas in your neighborhood. But they're they're coming after you. But, you know, at least if you do see a panda bear, just turn Give around. so five. that tur- well, And then turn around so that he can, you know, bang his panda bear wife. and Yeah, give know. them the privacy that they deserve. Yeah. Soon, if if you keep doing that soon enough, maybe we'll have you know domestic pandas as pets in the house. That'd be so cool. <laughs>
probably horribly ethically wrong, but very cool. <laughs> cool to think about. All right, that's it for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Catch us next week. You can find our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. See you guys later. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!